Hello, my beautiful babies. I'm your host, Tiana Thompson, and this is Affirmations of a Bad Bitch. Today, I have the beautiful Miss Patricia Crisofoli. She is a New York Times bestselling author, and she's here to chat with me about the unknown. Um, how are you doing, Patricia? I'm doing very well. I'm excited to be on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to come on here today. That's great. Well, the unknown is a subject that's near and dear to my heart because, as you know, I'm a mystery writer. Yes. And I have a new book out called The Secrets of Oneida Harbor. And The Secrets of Oneida Harbor is a classic mystery that invites us into the unknown. Obviously, it's a whodunit, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a modern day mystery with a historic thread. And I think the reason this kind of story pulls us in, or I certainly hope it does, is because the unknown and uncertainty and mystery is at the heart of all of our stories. Yes. It's personal and it's even intergenerational. <clears throat> think about that. Yes. Go deeper into that a little bit, if you could, for the listeners, what you mean by um, generational. Well, you know, if we, you know, all of us have, have the stories we grew up listening to, whether from, especially from our mothers, our grandmothers, our aunts, or the women around us, especially women um, who are from different generations. And they talked about the challenges of their times, the things that they wrestled with, with their, in their times, it might've been, you know, economic, it might've been childbearing, it might've been um, needing to move to a new city, a new state, a new country, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, my immigrant groups are really, really close. You know, people left homelands and didn't go back. So you think about the uncertainty they faced and the bravery, the sheer courage that took, kind of a fortitude, a strengthening at Mm -hmm. their core that said, I will be okay. I will find my way. I have what it takes. I am enough. And when we listen to those stories and we recall them, we look at our own lives and the uncertainty we face, which might be very different. It might be economic. It might be global. It's certainly social. We are in a Mm -hmm. time of change. And when we need even more change, that is that is really going to be systemic and, and uplifting and look at justice and equality. Yes. Within these tensions, we need to find our center. So we find our fortitude and our strength. I think that's personal. And and I like to explore that in the fictional, in the venue of something that you might find surprising, but in a story that is a classic mystery, The Secrets of Oneida Harbor, that requires the protagonist and the other characters to rise up to a hero's journey. Okay, awesome. And I love how you said that, the finding the inner strength, you know, is kind of like a personal journey. I think it's kind of like you learn to trust yourself and trust that you'll figure out whatever, you know, mystery you're dragged into and trusting that you can get through it. That's absolutely right. Because when we say I am enough, I have what it takes. And that includes our curiosity Mm -hmm. and our our willingness to ask for help and to gather people around us who can help, you know, we can make the change. We can be the change. Uh, And that does take 
The courage though, to I also think to look within to see what's holding me back, what's held me back in the past. And, you know, I love to look at this because, um, you know, I always write what I need to learn. And mm -hmm. my, my protagonist, Gabriella, who is at the heart of the secrets of Onita Harbor. She is an authenticator. So she loves facts. She loves to find truth, right? Mm -hmm. She's very head focused as I live in my head, but she's a little disconnected from her heart because she doesn't trust. She's had a broken relationship and she thinks that everything depends on her. She got to take care of her mother and her son and her job and her community. And she's all about ideas. But when she goes into her heart, including her broken heart, the feelings that she has of betrayal, of not trusting enough, and opening herself up to the possibility of friendship and relationship, she finds advocates, she finds allies, and she also finds a way to very courageously solve two mysteries and keep herself out of some real danger. That's a metaphor for all of us. That we yeah, truly, we rely on our intellect, we trust our good brains, but we also stay connected to our hearts. So we feel our feelings, we go into our emotions, and then we say, what is my gut and my heart telling my head that I need to listen to? Where do I need to find allies and advocates? Where can I be an mm -hmm. ally and an advocate? So I can create change in my little world that can ripple out into the broader world. Yes. And a lot of people are afraid to dive into the mystery, into the unknown. But like you said, she finds, you know, so much out of that. That's, that's really like, that's real life too. It is Ooh. real life. And yes. I, I think that's why people like reading mysteries, right? Especially yeah. in a time of uncertainty. Yeah, there's so much in our world that seems so beyond our fathoming, right? Climate, politics, social, economic. I mean, you name it. And, and it, it feels totally out of control. It's like mushrooming and it can get, it can be frightening. But when we embrace mystery, which is different than uncertainty, it pulls at us to say, where do you stand? What is at the, your core? What's the mission and purpose that is here for you? What is your hero's journey? Yes. And in solving the things we see around us, be it a problem or an opportunity, and following the clues to the solution, which is what happens in classic mysteries, uh, we we actually find that we have those sleuthing abilities in ourselves to find the door that's opening, the window that's cracked, that cracked, yes. like kept open a little bit for us to go through, for the winds of change to come in. Um, and I think that's why mysteries are very, are very appealing because they lead us into the logical and the emotional. Yes. I love the way you explain that. And like you kind of emphasize, it forces you to do that inward work, that reflecting and just, you know, taking accountability and all of that. I love that you said accountability because that really is at the heart of these journeys. We cannot just engage in them for ourselves. Yes, there is an adventure that is satisfying, but in the mysteries we can think of, and I, I'm, I'm going to refer to my own because it's mm -hmm. the one I know best. 
the secrets of Oneida Harbor. There is a community in crisis here. It's a little small town. A beloved a, a community member is, is found floating in the harbor and we're not sure what happened to her. Then there is another person who's suddenly in danger because that's a classic murder mystery. There's also an object that has been that people don't know the provenance of that was donated and where did this come from? So there's all these things and they push and pull on people's egos. Mm -hmm. So it becomes very self-centered. But when there's accountability to others in a community, we rise up for our better selves to say, how can I make the solution, find the answer or um, provide more information that lifts all of us onto yes. a bigger platform. And in fact, not to give away the ending, and I won't, in The Secrets of Onita Harbor, there's not only like, oh, this happened and this happened and here's the bad guy and here's the bad guy and whatever, but there's also a community decision that literally changes history in a little bitty town in a very small way. It writes a very old wrong. That's all I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. And that's that accountability that you spoke to so well. Thank you. That's beautiful. Um, I want to hear more about your book. Tell me more about it. It's like, hmm, I'll tell you how it started for me. Yes, so please. I've been writing since I was seven years old. I picked up a pencil and wrote my first story. And it was all like all of four sentences. And writing has been my journey, my passion, my true love all my life. And I wrote and I was published in including a financial bestseller um, in, in nonfiction, but fiction always really pulled at my heart. Okay, out of my head into my heart was fiction to explore the power of storytelling. So at the age of 52, I went back to school, five-year program at Northwestern to get a master's in fine arts and fiction. And That's my awesome. Thank you. My creative thesis became the manuscript that evolved into The Secrets of Oneida Harbor. Thank you, Woodhall Press, my wonderful publisher, <laughs> um, for a three-book deal. And all that took years and years of, of a journey completely worth it. But at that point, I had to learn a new genre. I had to really learn the mystery genre because that's what my book wanted to become. And some editors encouraged me. So in creating a protagonist and creating the mystery setup, mm -hmm. I had to really go deep and to say, what did I want to thematically connect to? What made me different? My character like me is Italian American. She embraces her ethnicity. She's from a small town, but used to work in, you know, used to live and work in New York. And that's uh, her, the home of her heart, shall we say. Mm -hmm. So like all these pieces that come to create this protagonist, I dragged out of myself because I think it made it relatable to other people. I think yes. we've all been there. Maybe yes. the geography or the biography is different, but we all know what it feels like to be one place, want to be someplace else. We all know what it feels like to be, um, trying to reconcile who am I and where do I come from and what defines me and mm -hmm. how have people defined me by how they look at me. Right. And then there's an intergenerational component because Gabriella has a very strong-willed mama from Italy. Her name is Agnese, you know, <laughs> and she is, um, she's constantly pushing Gabriella's button because these are two very, very strong-willed Italian women. And yet there's love there as well as conflict. 
And there's a strength and a courage that comes out when Gabriella finally opens up to her mother about everything she's facing, including danger. Mama doesn't say, oh, run away. Mama says, you need to fight. You fight. Mm -hmm. And I heard that growing up. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) me too. (laughs) Me too. My parents told me, you know, someone hits you, you hit them back. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes fighting is a, you know, physical, but sometimes fighting is your will, is your will not to be conquered. Mm -hmm. And I think that is what she, she saw that she had to stand up for what she really thought should happen again with accountability. Yes. She found that inner strength. And it came from her mama who takes credit for it. Of course, Mm, she has to, (laughs) (laughs) especially in book two, by the way, Uh, that that, that intergenerational play was so fun. I'm like, we're going to keep this up for a while. (laughs) That's awesome. So you guys, Patricia and I are in the works of creating like a little book club slash writing expression type thing. And it's going to be really awesome. And I'm so excited. Um, we are going to be planning a little bit tonight, but I will definitely um, update you guys on that. And everything of Patricia's will be linked in the show notes down below. We're not done talking. I just want to get this out there while it's on my mind before I forget. I will link her Instagram, the link to her new book, and just anything else you need. Um, anything else you need to add to that, Patricia? Yeah, and my website where they can find me too. Yes. I'll okay. Provide all those links. Perfect. And thank you again for coming on here. We already recorded this entire episode, and then I had some um, issues with my computer and lost it. So we're recording this for the second time. But isn't it better? I mean, we embraced our our uncertainty, right? Yes. And it got How even fitting. better. How so we went with it. We didn't get derailed. We didn't get frozen. We were like, well, let's do it again because we embraced the possibility that the timing was even better. Yes. I love that. That's very fitting for this conversation. <laughs> so with the, the mystery and the unknown, what do you think, what was the hardest part about creating that? Okay. So the hardest part of creating the mystery Mm -hmm. was the fact that I had to um, create and embody a villain. Okay. You know, because it was really fun to create my quirky characters, Mm -hmm. but, and I have to not give, I don't want to give anything away, but I had to decide, you know, who done it and plant the clues and of course the misdirection and the red herrings and all the things that you would expect that keep you guessing. You look over here and you look over there. And to do that um, with believability, I had to create and amplify flaws in everyone. Mm -hmm. My favorite characters had to be a little bit suspicious because they're (laughs) They have flaws. They have ego, ego that's getting in there. Like they seem to have a vested interest so that you look at even some people that you adore and go, Ooh, what's that all about? And that was hard, but it also was again, believable and relatable because guess what? I'm flawed. You're flawed. Any of us would do something (laughs) awful. We would think we don't do that. We've evolved enough. Right. But 
in creating these, um, the villain, and in creating characters that are flawed enough to be suspects, at least for a while in the reader's mind, mm -hmm. I had to look at the dimensionality of the characters. That was both challenging and heartbreaking, but also delicious. Because right. Because these characters stopped being two-dimensional little paper dolls, and they suddenly became three-dimensional real people. And I feel like I know them. They, kind of, they live in my head, so we're, <laughs> we're in good company. So that was both difficult, challenging, and ultimately very rewarding. That's amazing. I love that for you. Oh, so you just really opened up and dove into, I mean, you like really went into creating it and embodying all of it, every character and the plot, everything. Yeah. I mean, I had to live this and, yes. and it's so fun. Um, and then I had to create you know, book two, which is an entirely different panorama, same mm -hmm. characters, same main characters. Gabriella is our protagonist and I'm starting book three. And each time I'm going in and I'm saying, well, it's not just a back to the beginning. So people progress. Gabriella is progressing in her life. Like it is sequential. So time goes on. So she's learned a few things. She has a few more experiences. She's a, an evolved person, a more evolved, but mm -hmm. she still has a journey to go as we all do. And so in doing that each time, I have to kind of go in, go real and say, all right, what is the, the mystery, the modern day whodunit that's going to pull this out? And and also every single one of my mysteries has an artifact, a relic from the past, a thing lost in time that wants to be found. You know, in, in the book one and the secrets of Onita Harbor, it is an artifact, a relic that is donated to the rummage sale for the library very innocently. And it turns out to be a way big deal. And the second book, the artifact is a, a thing that somebody has and they think it's worth a little bit of money, but has, turns out has very significant, uh, historic significance. Okay. In book three, there's, um, there's something in a local museum that, that, you know, we see the artifact right away, but it has a hidden story behind it because I believe the objects around us contain the energy and stories that we imbue right in them and also that they contain because of their time and context and the people who own them. And in finding that, we, we solve something from the past and we also learn about our present and future, you know? Mm -hmm. And in, in, in The Secrets of Onita Harbor, it's very much about where do I belong? Yes, beautiful. So it's all like, it's this huge story, but in reality, it's, it has an even bigger meaning. It's mind-blowing. I like to think so. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I like to think so. And I think mystery is the best way to get us there mm -hmm. because we're pulled along by all the plots and suddenly we're learning without even realizing it. Yes. A friend of mine read it and said, you know what? Every single one of your characters is a reflection of the human condition. <laughs> Thank you so much. Because <laughs> that is what I tried to do. I tried to show, you know, um, greed and want and desire and, and jealousy and also, you know, bravery and, and faith and, and trust and lack of trust and love and distrust and all those things. They're all part of the human condition and they're all part of what makes a good mystery because those flaws and those things that we overcome create the villains and the heroes. 
Yes. And that's something that absolutely everyone can relate to. So what are you going to do next? Well, book two (laughs) is in production. That's The Secrets of Stillwater's Chasm. And then I am now on book three, which is The Secrets of the Old Post Cemetery. And so while I'm busy pitching, you know, one and promoting, I shouldn't say pitching, but promoting one and going to book signings and giving Mm -hmm. speeches and being on podcasts like yours. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I'm also creating book three. So I'm at all stages of the book process right now between- yeah. you know, pre-production for book two and, and promotion for book one and, and ideating and writing for book three. And so while that's really, really crazy for me, I have to say it's living life in real time. Let uh, me tell you. <laughs> yes. You're fully, you're like getting the most out of it. <laughs> right. Absolutely. That's amazing. So, you know, my advice is, you know, go find the mystery that excites you, that piques your curiosity, whether, you know, it's, it's researching something maybe in your family story, or it's something you want to experience or know more about, whether it's a legend or, you know, or it's something that you read about in the newspaper yesterday, Mm -hmm. there's mystery around us. It pulls at us to say, go deep, go explore, go find yourself within the mystery. Yes. And that's really what life is about finding ourselves. Love it. Love you. (laughs) Love you too. Thank you so much. This was great. Thank you. And once again, you guys, everything will be linked down below. And Patricia, is there anything else you would like to say to our listeners before we end this? Other than, you know, don't let anybody tell you no. The yes is within you. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it gets wrapped up in maybes and not yets and look this way, look that way. But that yes is always whispering to you with love and affirmation. You are enough. You have enough. There's more around you. There's people who want to help you and love you and believe in you. So just explore and follow the next clue to your amazing destiny. Yes. Follow the next clue. Oh my God. That was perfect. Okay. Repeat after me. Now we will say our affirmations. I am strong. I am strong. I am kind. I am kind. I am loved. I am loved. I send love. I send love. Beautiful. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. Sending love.